Okay, well, uh, mentally now we can pick up and head over to the Great Hall, which is right here. <laughs> and uh, I don't have too much of an itinerary for this. Um, but yeah, what, what is the difference, Dumpling? What is the difference between the two meetings? <laughs> well, the meeting was, so the stand-up was just trying to go through, um, you know, project by project, kind of person by person. Uh, status of things and a quick stand-up update. It was, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And then overall DAO meeting is, you know, talking about, like, I think we could talk about the, uh, you know, the, the branding. Uh, if everyone had a chance to read the branding document that Deez Beans did, if, you know, more stuff, you know, more DAO. Nasdaq put it well last week, right? He said, if you have problems, what are your problems? So maybe now it's the problem hour. So if people have problems yeah, that they problem need hours, need yeah. help with, they should feel free to to speak up, or if they have anything they want discussed, or yeah, continue up, continue dumpling. Didn't mean to cut you off. No, I totally agree. I mean, that's the thing is when we have so many action oriented things or department oriented things, we don't have a chance to, you know, I want to have some some oxygen in the room so that people can, uh, you know, especially like um, here we have uh, OX. Uh, here, or we, there's, um, you know, some folks who don't have formal roles in the DAO, but who just want to, um, who want to chime in, or people who just have something that doesn't quite, you know, doesn't quite fit in in a very targeted meeting where they don't want to, you know, take everyone's time. Here, if that's the purpose of the call, then you know that could be. But also, if it becomes, if it becomes redundant or unnecessary, we can always we can always cut it too. But that's that that was my vision for the Great Hall. So come on, guys, what problems do we have that we're working on that, that we want addressed in a group setting? This is a friendly environment. This isn't a strong problem, but I would just bring up, since we have a bunch of smart people kind of in this room, I just think, you know, again, our community is still, I think, under 2,000 people. You know, what can we do to kind of continue to bring in high quality, you know, members and new communities? I mean, there's been a bunch of good ideas, but I think there's just more we can do. I've already gotten a bunch of DMs of interesting newsletters I didn't know about, so... Uh, yeah, I just think if people have ideas for like marketing and outreach, we should be yeah doing a lot more of that. Because I just think we have something amazing here, and we should be yeah sharing it. So, yeah, maybe that's too open ended. But I would you know I've reached out to Bankless. I think other newsletters, other podcasts. I think the L three bounties are going to help with that. But yeah, just more and more of that stuff would be good. So if you have ideas or whatever, I think that would be. A good thing for everyone to try to help with. Hey, this is Syncubate. I feel like we have um, so much momentum internally. Go ahead, go ahead, Syncubate. Yeah, um, just wanted to say um, I was speaking. Um, I had a really good chat with um, with JWW the other day, and um, I don't know if you guys are all aware on the marketing front and in terms of expanding the community extensively, not just extensively in terms of quantity, but in terms of quality. Um, before EIP-1559 was uh, officially uh, implemented on the Ethereum mainnet, um, there was a public goods funding NFT collection that was actually launched by an artist on Twitter. I discovered it uh, through ETH Finance, which if you guys are familiar, is probably one of the, if not one of the, or if not the most popular 
uh, Reddit forum related to Ethereum. It was called the EIP Supporter 1559 NFT series. And so what it was, was essentially this artist got together, um, I think with some of the prominent uh, ETH Ethereum related influencers. And um, they launched this NFT collection. It was 1,559 uh, NFTs. They were all the same NFT. There was nothing different about them. And there was one additional NFT, they called it the patron NFT, which was sold by auction. So the 1,559 NFTs were all sold for 0.1559 ETH. And um, all that money, and then the patron NFT, the, the, the one that was sold by auction, that was actually sold for 32 ETH. So all that money was um, donated to, I believe, a set of 22 developers and contributors that helped uh, make EIP 1559 happen. And you can imagine this was kind of a prominent, um, it was a gesture of, you know, thanks from various people in the community space, uh, Ethereum space, because they purchased this NFT without any expectation of it becoming like a, you know, like a CryptoPunks or, you know, Board Apes Yacht Club. Um, it was strictly to extend um, gratitude to those who made EIP 1559 happen. So I thought to myself, and I shared this with JJW, what if we could potentially, you know, some of the Bean NFT holders here, I I have over five from various activities now uh, since I discovered the project and we had the winter NFT collection. So just speaking for myself, I'd be happy to donate mine. Um, I don't know if any of you also would be happy to donate yours. Um, the idea being that we could potentially really expand the community here with whatever's donated, plus potentially some of the maybe unclaimed ones. Um, but I would focus primi primarily on seeing if we can all get together and maybe donate our NFTs. The idea being that we would essentially be, be acknowledging uh, all these people that uh, supported public goods funding on Ethereum. And I think that would potentially spark a significant amount of interest in, in Beanstalk, just because I know Nobody has done this for that collection. And I speak, you know, just following ETH Finance, um, some of the holders have kind of expected that, hey, maybe there will be a project that'll acknowledge our support for public goods funding. So I'm just throwing this out there as just an idea. JWW actually thought that would be, you know, he presented it as like, you know, he'd be happy to contribute too. So I'm just letting you guys know, I'd be happy to give up all my NFTs if it meant we could get, 1,560 new contributors to Beanstalk, and not just any contributors, but like prominent people in the Ethereum space, developers, etc. So just throwing that out there. And uh, well, thank you, but first, I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, I would definitely keep you know keep one for yourself. I think they're they're worth uh, what they're you know what what we what you paid for it. Um, but then I'll keep one. Kind of... I'll keep one, but the rest I'll give away. Sound good? <laughs> Yeah. So, and, and, you know, we chatted about like the idea that the NFTs needed to be earned, you know, um, but then once someone own, earns it and kind of has their own NFT, what they do with it, I think that's a, that's a great point. So then, you know, it's kind of like they're, the larger side of that, that you were mentioning of the giveaway, um, Sinky Bay would be like, you know, 1500 plus, but then even on the much smaller side, it's kind of like two dozen or so, um, when you were talking about that specific EIP, um, so I think that, you know, depending on how the community feels, I'm, you know, we might be able to get, you know, a dozen or two dozen or two dozen to, to kind of give away in that in that vein. Um, but definitely worth uh, hearing everyone's thoughts on that as a, as a way to kind of continue to spread it. 
Um, yeah, so I myself have have a surplus, and I'm happy to to donate. And I, I have a feeling we might be able to get a few others to do the same. Um, I also want to say that I would also be happy to donate pods. Just throwing that out there. Um, I think that would kind of be a two for one. It would get more bang for our buck uh, in terms of not just Syncubus just giving it away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I look at it from that perspective, like. If we can get high quality contributors to this community, and I, I'm I'm telling you guys right now, and I shared the thread with JWW because you've probably seen some of the, you know, the, it's like airdrop season lately, like with SOS, gas token, uh, fees.wtf is coming out with one, I think tonight. Um, we're not just doing this for the sake of doing it, right? We're doing this. It's a very specific targeted community of NFT holders that have a, um, appreciation for high quality development, which is, I think, an ethos that this pro this project itself embodies. And, you know, hopefully we can bring some of those people on board. So um, I would be happy to give up some of my NFTs. I'd even be happy to give up some pods um, with the idea being that, you know, it would kind of be an educational outreach initiative as well, because once, if this were to be, in, uh, you know, considered by the community um, and we invite these people in, and there's a probability that of the 1,560, maybe only a couple hundred are receptive to it. And I give you an example: uh, the AI artist, the Bado Project. It's an artificial intelligence uh, DAO. Um, they have an artist that creates art every week and it sells it on Super Rare. They gave up 30 million of their 100 million tokens to holders of CryptoPunks, Board Apes, Yacht Club, etc. They had a two-month window to claim those tokens. The window just closed. Of the 30 million, only 16 million were claimed. So 14 million went back to the treasury. So what I'm saying is there's a probability we might only get a couple hundred people interested, but that's still 100 more than what we have now. So just throwing that out there. And then maybe a, a way to kind of bridge the, because again, the 1500 that you were mentioning that we talked about before, uh, or the 1560 um, seems pretty generous. So maybe even a way to separate it that I was thinking about Syncubate is if we did just those that already have earned their NFTs who are willing to, you know, want to do this um, to focus on the smaller group of two dozen or so. And then once, you know, the pod marketplace is up, maybe it's the case that we could just, you know, uh, agree to a portion. So even within that vein, you know, like I would comfortably give up 100 pods um, to that those contributors of the 1560 that hold on that on that space. And I think that's another way, just as you said, to kind of get them to invest and keep them um, looking at the protocol. Um, because obviously, if they're, if they're at like the back of the pod line, then, you know, they're going to want to start to dig in in some other ways. Yeah, right. you guys can count me in for 10,000 pods, if not more. I'd be happy to do that. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, that's quite generous. So I think it would be great to get the community's thoughts on that. My my only thought is I didn't want it to come across like a shill. And I know like we talked about that syncubate where I think that we can, it would be clear that it would be a sign of good gesture uh, or like a sign of good faith. But um, that would just be my, my one thought. But it would be great to get the community's thoughts on that. Definitely. Thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to express that. Thank you. Yeah, so you bit. I mean, I think that sounds cool. Can you send a link maybe to that original airdrop or that Reddit subreddit you mentioned as well? So we can just kind of read about it. But I mean, generally, that sounds like exactly the kind of people we would want to get involved. So, you know, I'm interested. And maybe to interject, and glad Hughes here, like we should try to figure out a way to coordinate some of these things. Like, this is a specific project. Should we create a project channel? in the discord like what's the best way to make sure that the people that want to work on this and get it done quickly can can work on it together in a collaborative fashion 
So we have a DAO projects uh, section on the Discord. So the idea of that section is that for any large kind of cross-functional project, we create a new channel and then you know, name it um, something that's like quite easy to understand. But then that would be the central place for coordinating the work from, for that project. Uh, that project might be really big, so you could create threads within it. Um, but yeah, that would be like the main place for how we, how we would do that on Discord. Um, and then obviously supporting that would be having, um, you know, the single source of truth for the project being a Notion project. Uh, so like one of the projects within the, um, the, the, the project's database. So that would be like obviously referred to and linked from um, Discord into Notion. So Hugh, actually, this might be a great chance if maybe you and I can just um, work on setting both of those up together. Um, and then, you know, we can just kind of flesh this out in more detail and then Syncubate, we can pull you in there. And, uh, you know, if the community is interested, we can start to, to get some attention around it and just set some kind of high level structure of what we were, what, you know, what it might look like and, you know, just really like a basic high level project plan of what that could look like and timelines behind it. Um, if that works, Hugh, and then if that works, Syncubate. Yeah, it works for me, and I'd be happy to. I'm just sharing uh, the information for everybody's reference. So the first link is, um, you know, overview of the series and all the contributors, um, the 22 contributors that were funded via the the raise. Um, in addition to the two sets of NFTs, the 1,559 that were sold for 0.1559 ETH, plus the patron NFT which was sold via auction for 32 ETH. And then I'm going to separately send you guys a link to ETH Finance thread just so you can see, re, you know, a recent thread that I caught and I shared this with JWW. Just some of the sentiment there recently um, in terms of, you know, kind of feeling left out. Like, for example, these holders were not included uh, in the airdrop that the Bado project, you know, distributed to, you know, some of these higher end NFT collections like, you know, CryptoPunks, et cetera. So, this would really, I personally feel that this would kind of distinguish Beanstalk in terms of acknowledging public's good, public goods funding contributors specifically. So. Yeah, and then um, um, the other thing that's, I mean, it's great because we have all, I think all the addresses are even listed in that document. So yeah, uh, not to keep the conversation going on this, um, but I think that would be great if we can connect against Incubate and then Hugh, if you and I can have a touch base um, so we can think of how to put this in the notion in the Discord. Um, and then we can start conversation around it. Um, I think that would be great. Actually, on that vein, in that vein, um, I'm sorry. What is the what? What's the timeline for like the pod marketplace again? I know we we talk about it a lot, but I just don't remember off the top of my head. I feel like we're still looking at like a like a week or ten days, aren't we? I saw something recently on that. Can anyone speak it's, to that? It's, a, it's been a week to 10 days for uh, 10 days, so we're working on it. Okay, cool. So that's still actually really, really near term. So even, you know, we start planning this out over the next couple of days. Um, still something that we could probably squeeze out yet in January, which would be awesome.
Hey, can you guys hear me? Yep. Good everyone. Um, so one thing that I've been thinking about, and this is this is shifting gears um, completely, uh, is at least from the marketing and copy department's perspective, um, one thing that I think would be helpful for me, and if it's if it's helpful for me and nobody else, then we can discard it. But I think it'll be helpful for everyone is to set up like a weekly standing call where everyone can get together and sort of have our own department level standup. Whereas like in, in this standup, like with the weekly DAO meeting, like it's great because we can talk about all the big projects, but there are lots of smaller things that are going on that don't necessarily warrant time in the whole DAO standup that are probably important for people within the department and within the, the sub department teams to just have the latest on. Um, so, so this is really just targeted at marketing and copy. I know that BizDev, um, or at least Maxo alluded to, to BizDev having a standing weekly call. I thought that was just a great idea that I think we could benefit from as a place to, to just touch base on what everyone's working on, where they could use help, and then also just brainstorming um, specific ideas for marketing initiatives um, or things like that. I don't know. I don't know what everyone else in the community or in the marketing and copy teams think about that. I totally agree. I think that'd be great. The only thing is coordinating a time. Um, maybe, maybe Mondays. There's not too much going on on Mondays. Well, we should probably do this at the at the department level. Sure. Yep. Yep. But I think that's I think that's a great idea, Euro. All right. Great. I'll drop something in the marketing channel. So, Hugh, maybe could you just give us a little bit of an update on the and the status on that front? Sure. Yeah. So, um, um, in terms of the uh, sort of training video, um, we we recorded that community call a few a few weeks back. Um, I've now finished up recording all of the kind of detailed, um, tailored videos that talk to like much of the probably many of the questions that um, people have on the call, uh, and people followed up with me after that call. So those are now uploaded onto Notion on the homepage, but like the down Notion page under, um, under training, Notion training videos. I'm just in the process of um, putting them up on YouTube so you can stream them. But you can, um, you can obviously like download those videos and watch them now. But um, yeah, no, I think that's, so that's all, that's all good. And I think um, what I cover is I cover like an intro into the meta structure of the Notion um, the about DAO section, I go really, really deep on the projects workflow. So exactly what we've been talking about here, like how to set up a project, like what to include, how to manage it through the process of, you know, being an idea through to kind of getting, getting it mobilized, picking it up and, and running it. Um, all of the kind of knowledge management stuff. So all the admin meeting notes, blah, blah, blah the recruitment process, the governance process, um, as well as all the department level pages. Um, one thing also that I did, um, I may not have covered on that community call was our CRM. So this is more specifically for the partnerships team. Um, there's like a CRM in there. I just want to make sure that that gets used because it's um, going to be a way more effective tool than using the projects database to manage opportunities and, and contacts and different organizations. So that's that was that. And then the final video that I have is a bit of like a pro tips video where I just kind of walk through um, different um, features of Notion and how I use it going, um, you know, in my in my normal day. So, 
that's all done. Um, videos should be on YouTube in like hopefully soon. Um, and now I'll just link them into the Notion. Hey everyone, James being here. Uh, just a a quick one. I've I've kind of noticed, and you know, I I, I spent a little bit more time moving around Twitter, but um, it just seems like most of our our post on the Beanstalk Farms is about uh, bips, which is great, uh, but not really en engaging. I don't think for people that don't understand Beanstalk and was wondering if you know maybe we could uh even do some retweets of some of the beanstalk members to um and allow people to see who's involved in the community and to kind of create that um maybe camaraderie or whatever whatever m might be there so that people can kind of see the excitement and the activity any thoughts there Uh, Nasjack, um, can you also talk about your thoughts about Twitter a little bit? I know that you're pretty involved over there. Um, and we were just chatting about it. So I wonder if I could put you on the spot and ask you about uh, what you think a good Twitter strategy might be. Um, yeah, that's a great point. Uh, something I've been thinking about, and I guess uh, I don't mean to put uh, Publius on the spot, but I was just wondering, uh, have you guys thought about like getting on Twitter and like, because essentially, so what I was I was talking with Dumpling is like, if we're if we're trying to get podcasts and marketing and like all these newsletters and stuff, it's it's kind of hard to like DM uh, people on Bankless or like for example and be like, hey, uh, you guys should talk to Publius and they're like, I've never seen Publius on Twitter or anything. <laughs> um, I know you guys like run the main Twitter account too, um, but you know it's just like uh, like for example Olympus Dow and Zeus like Zeus gets a lot of podcast interviews just by like people knowing him on Twitter, not, not because of like the main account, even though that main account like has more followers. So um, I don't know. I have, I have some more thoughts there, but I think, I think one of the, one of the most helpful Twitter things, I don't know, might just be putting like a Anon face <laughs> to, uh, to the, to the bean community because people, and this is my last thought here is, but like, I know we're like decentralized. Um, but sometimes people just need a leader and that, that, that's my thought there. Well, on the one hand, we agree. We probably aren't leveraging Twitter nearly as much as we could, but on the other hand, you know, what you said at the very end there is sort of the point now that we, um, so we recognize that we are at this point, and so maybe we shouldn't shy away from that at this point. Just do as you're suggesting, but on the other hand, we're reluctant to step into more and more. But, um, you know, if that's what it takes, and you are sort of our media guru, um, we can do that. 
Um, do you guys have thoughts on whether we should have like one list account with two Publius accounts or how should we manage that? I mean, you know, tough to say. Publius, just to clarify, now you're starting to you're starting to break up a little bit too, but um, you're saying should you have one Publius Twitter account or two Publius Twitter accounts? Was that your question? Correct. I would think probably just one, Nasdaq. Yeah, I was just going to say probably just one. I mean, um, you know, like like you guys said, uh, it's an unspecified number of Publii. <laughs> um, so probably just one. And then I don't know if, if one of you wants to like your market, like from Publius 2 or, or from P2 or something, um, <laughs> you know, like that, that could be interesting. But but just like, yeah, putting the Publius name out there, like you guys don't even, I don't want it to like distract you guys or or anything like that. Um but it would just it would just be helpful. And then on the leadership thing, like, so I know like Zeus is the creator of Ohm, but he's started to like step down, and like a bunch of community members are starting to really step up and talk more about like Olympus bonding v two and stuff. So so I think that kind of just naturally happens, and like Zeus started tweeting less and everything. Um, but yeah, it is it is uh, I would say like helpful with the chicken and egg. So what what kind of Twitter content do you us us creating are we responding to things are we are we being like like obnoxious like what's the goal here definitely not obnoxious um my thought is i i don't know like just just even just having an account and whenever you're like oh we're we're getting close to um like like so for a specific a specific example that i saw the other day was and it was mentioned in the stand-up was the decentralized uh the three curve pool and i was i was thinking to myself i was like oh it'd be cool if like Publius could retweet it or like quote tweet this and be like this is a cool idea like we're we'll, we'll think about this or like something like that and then like it was cool in the stand-up meeting to hear that okay beans is like confirmed like thinking about this and and all that stuff but like you know somebody just floating around on twitter might see that and be like oh maybe i should buy beans or something like that i'm it's not like uh trying to produce two tweets a day or something but whenever i guess something interesting happens that's kind of like um not an alpha leak but just like hey this this could be interesting or like oh we're thinking about that and then yeah i guess like if people in the comments have questions like you can respond to that or not like if it takes a lot of time i don't want it to like distract you guys because you guys are working and coding um and i'm sure you you guys would figure it out but even maybe just like an account <laughs> uh I don't know. This is this is my this is my thought. All right, guys. Anybody- Twitter account dropping soon. Twitter account dropping <laughs> okay. soon. Uh, okay. Right. Not, not, the not other thing I just noticed, uh, just real quick, is that I just put in the barnyard chat is that um, Zeus only tweets like once a day, so it's really not probably that big of a demand. You know, I, th- I think that if you just aim for like one tweet a day, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's great. So just, you know, personal opinion here. Uh, number one is just, you know, tweet whatever feels right. And, you know, don't, don't, you know, just, just be yourself. I know it sounds really corny, but that's like the only sustainable way I think to, you know, uh, participate in Twitter at a high level. And the second thing is like, um, I think it's a great point just because, you know, crypto communities rally around leaders, even um, though the you know, things aim to be decentralized. So you look at, you know, Daniel at Spell, you look at Doe at Terra, 
you know, you look at Andre, at Yearn, um, you know, the list goes on here. So, you know, people want a figurehead and like, you know, Anons and just like random people kind of scrolling through crypto Twitter, like enjoy that. So like my hunch is, you know, people are going to start to stumble upon the Publius account because everyone here is going to auto like everything you, you type. And this thing will just start to kind of, you know, scale on Twitter just because people will be curious about like Publius and then, you know, you kind of just like create whatever content you want and respond to things that you want. Maybe people send you tweets um, in like a Twitter group chat that could be interesting for you to, you know, participate or comment on just so it doesn't take up your time. But yeah, even just like once a day, that's enough to do real damage. Um, but yeah, I'll leave it at that. We can also maybe Last have a channel. Oh, sorry, go ahead. So uh, I was thinking maybe we can have a channel and we can also recommend things that we think are interesting or worthy of, of tweeting under Publius and then Publius you can choose uh, or get ideas. Um, you know, if yeah, you like the stuff to retweet maybe. Also that, yeah. So I, was gonna um, say... I just wanted... <laughs> sorry, go ahead, go ahead. We have Dave in this call and he has quite a bit of uh, thoughts on Twitter. I thought you might have a, a, a thought on Twitter too. Yeah, sure. Um, one, I just wanted to say a shout out to uh, Nasjak for bringing up the idea. Um, and yeah, I think Publius, if, um, if there's anything that uh, we could do to support you, I think that uh, I mean, your writing in the Discord is fantastic, so I can't wait to see what it looks like on Twitter as well. Go ahead, Dees. Don't want to keep beating this to a pulp because I know we've talked about this enough, but um, just to kind of uh, piggyback on what everyone has said, um, like with Twitter, honestly, one of the biggest things um, as we've you know done the analysis and research, uh, people literally just listening to Publius and the AMAs and how he responds, that has been one of the major factors in people converting to Beanstalk. So if you're ever curious about things to tweet, I would honestly just literally how you talk in Discord, things that you like in Discord, things that you've um, enjoyed uh, discussing about in the MAs, all that is great, I would say. Just, again, going back to the, the tone of voice, right? Being genuine and welcoming. That's, I think if you're just yourself, then it's going to attract the type of people we want. Yeah, and it's hard to blame it. I, 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 to everyone, echo everyone's what everyone's saying. Obviously, um, Publius. I mean, when you guys talk, it is extremely helpful for all of us. Um, I, maybe one thing that it seems like we're all constantly struggling with is um, how we're articulating the necessity of a stable coin to non-DeFi users. Um, so maybe even some of the tougher things that we're we seem like we're trying to crack, either from a messaging or a marketing perspective, like even if you have two thoughts on those kinds of things. Um, but but to everyone's point, like when you when you when you um, when Publius is speaking organically, just as you guys, your voice is fantastic. And frankly, I think as a community, we'd even um, enjoy to continue to just follow along and hear your thoughts along the way. And if you ever have trouble thinking what to tweet, we have a we have already have like a Twitter army type of thing where we'll just add you to it, so you can just retweet. If you can't think of something to tweet that day, just retweet something that's in there because there's always stuff in there. So. That all sounds great. Um, have a follow-up question about, you know, the Beanstalk Farms Twitter. You know, going forward, if we are portraying our voice through a Publius Twitter, what do we want to do with the Beanstalk Farms Twitter? Should we, you know, kind of keep doing what we're doing, only tweeting, you know, BIP and protocol-related information? 
or should we be using that more as a community Twitter, getting someone in Beanstalk Farms access to that and doing more retweeting of Beanies, going back to what James Bean, you know, initially said. Um, first off, we would love to, you know, give the community appreciation and retweet things when they're good. So, you know, first off, post any tweet you think it would be good for us to retweet from that account too in the share channel. And we can go ahead and use that as like a vehicle to assess, you know, the community thinks this is a good tweet. But also, you know, in a more macro scale, what do we envision the Beanstalk Farms Twitter being for? So um, if you look at like Olympus Dow, like these, <laughs> this is just the easiest example that I keep going back to. The Olympus Twitter is still very formal, similar to the Beans Twitter. It's just, um, it's just more like the, I guess the Publius Twitter is like uh, Publius interacting with like Zeus or, or, you know, instead of like the Frax account or the, the founder Frax, you know? Um, so I would still, I would still keep the, the bean this is just my thought is keep the bean twitter uh still more formal like you guys are doing yeah i would agree with nasdaq on that and then police that could get handed off at some point because if it's i mean you know it's kind of checked off and you guys approve with the tweets that are going out but if it just maintains like a professional decorum and it's much more like update focused um and doesn't have the same like personality as like your personal account i think it's going to continue to drive the um like a stronger reputation for the protocol overall Got it. Thank you for those tips. And so then, you know, when, you know, say we are sharing a Beanie's Twitter, that's something that makes more sense to do from the Publius account than from the official Beanstalk Farms account. That's my feeling. And I, I think, Nasdaq, can you speak to that? Yeah, sorry, I missed that question. So, you know, something, you know, James V mentioned was, you know, giving more recognition to the community on Twitter. And, you know, when a beanie has a good tweet that's popular within the community, we like officially recognize that and, you know, retweet that tweet. Should we be doing that from the Beanstalk Farms Twitter? But I guess from based on what you just said, the Beanstalk Farms Twitter is more of like, you know, this is our public voice or is the Beanstalk Farms Twitter like this is the community's voice? Mm. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if you like a community tweet, I think, you know, if you have the Publius account, I think it would be best retweeted from that account. I think the, the way that I think about it is like the Beanstalk Farms account, the brand account is just formal and it's more updates. It's like, okay, this is a good update. Maybe, I don't know, like every once in a while, like, okay, uh, I wouldn't even say that. Like if there's a good yeah, thread, I mean, like bits, roadmaps, meeting articles and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, BIPs, um, yeah, updates to the protocols, yeah, stuff like like integrations whenever they're launched. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's how I see the brand account. Yeah, I would I, I would agree. Publius with... account can just like be like, oh, that was a cool thread. Like, I'll just retweet that on the Publius account, and then there's the Beanstalk account where it's like, okay, we've pushed this update. Let's talk about this. Nasdaq, I was, I was just going to say, I, I agree with that um, too. And that's kind of like what I've seen best practice, like with other um, protocols that have gained large followings, just kind of that dynamic right there. Um, I would say like something I've, I've thought about a, a little bit ago and, and Bean Sprout would be happy to kind of help with this if somebody wants to uh, take, take on this initiative, it would be a third account um, that effectively tweets 
season updates. Um, and, you know, I think on seasons where uh, you can imagine, you know, there's, there's a decent amount of pods harvested um, that would get people excited and, and ge- those types of tweets would generate engagement and they would also kind of spread through, um, you know, other people's feeds and instantly make people curious on what the hell that even means. Um, and I think that's also a really interesting approach. So to the extent that anyone wants to help build a, a Twitter bot for, you know, tweeting out, you know, seasonal statistics, um, I think that uh, I, I personally would be happy to kind of help out on the bean sprout side for. I think this is a good idea, especially that when uh, and hopefully when we reach the point where soil becomes scarce uh, and then when it's available, we want to reach out to a lot of them, then this could be a good way of like quickly reaching out to a lot of people and telling them that there's soil available. Yeah, and Mr. Manifold, that works really well too when we're starting to point uh, as we start to reach out to other people in Twitter. You know, we can we have a different a couple of different avenues that we can point people to if they want to get the personality versus like the formal or even just the data. That, that's a really good idea. Awesome. Yeah, I think uh, aligned with with both of you guys there. That's that's kind of how I'm thinking about it. If if you want to get like a good example of how something like this could work, check out Emblem Vault on Twitter. Um, effectively, Emblem wraps non-Ethereum uh, NFTs like Namecoin and Bitcoin NFTs um, and tweets. And so they are tradable on Ethereum and on OpenSea. And the dynamic that starts to play out is like anytime there's like big sales or, or you know, just notable collections or something that gets traded, these tweets just generate, it, it auto tweets it and these tweets just generate a ton of engagement. Um, so in that same fashion, you know, you can imagine soil getting really scarce or, you know, a couple million pods getting printed, hopefully soon, you know, when that happens and we all react to it, like that should flood Twitter timelines. Um, so yeah, again, if anyone wants to help build that and get that bot going, uh, please. Well, I think this has been a huge win, guys. We got Publius to to agree. I think it's going to be a huge win. Maybe just to complete the loop on that, Thunderbird, how, how hard would it get the season information into a bot? Um, on the programming side, it would be very easy. Um, on the Twitter side, it's a little bit challenging. Um, maybe somebody with some experience setting up Twitter bots could point me in the right direction but i actually looked into it earlier and twitter um does not encourage easy development of bots um but it's something i'm very interested in putting together that's crazy here and you know maybe the the first kind of thing is also tackling you know what are the criteria for when we want to tweet you know does do we want it to be every season or do we want it only to be like big harvests or scarce soil, like you're saying, manifold, um, or like, a you know, a, a rare, you know, a, a really, you know, exciting peg or something. Um, or do we, you know, do we want to define a programmatic rule set for when we should tweet or should we only, you know, kind of just use judgment on current, you know, status? I would think it would be every season and then it's just the more popular we'll get more. 
That's just yeah. my opinion. Something we can yeah, scale I... up and then modify on a fly as well, right? Like if every season becomes too much, then we can scale it down programmatically. Sure. But it's nice to have that history too. So like someone's new and they click. I, I agree. And then it becomes a question of whether we want maybe a couple bots or different accounts or everything just kind of on one account. I think for Twitter, you probably want Go ahead, Dublin. I was just saying, if it, if it's too heavy of a lift to do the development, we could mechanical Turk this. I mean, we just have someone someone on call, you know, every every hour they could just do it. Oh my God, we're not doing that. I'm kind of a brute, <laughs> it's brute strength kind of guy. <laughs> so I have another question about you know the whole Twitter thing. Um, so currently, you know, the Beanstalk Farms Twitter only follows, you know, Nick Mudge as like an ode to the work he's done on EIP 535. But, you know, is following people on Twitter something we want to start to do more, both on the official account and on the Publius account? Does that help generate, you know, traction and, you know, make people aware that you're there? Or what should our thought be? I think not on the brand account. I like that you just follow one person. I think that's fine. On the Publius account, it's like, if you like somebody's content, uh, you can follow them. But some people go for no follower, no following, and that's totally fine too. Um, yeah, just people you respect. Uh, if if you've ever, I, yeah, I, I just think on the main account, uh, just keeping it that way is fine. Or like also following you as well. But if we, you know, say we have like an integration in the works with another protocol, would we want to follow them, um, you know, as like a little hint or something? Or does that not make sense from the brand uh, uh, Twitter account? Maybe not from the brand account, for, but from the Publius account, um, that would be that would be fun. I, yeah, I, I would just kind of like the, the the protocol account is kind of standalone you know regardless of even the the community members here we come and go the integrations might come and go but the idea is the protocol is like standalone on its own long term so i, I would actually agree with what nasdaq saying there and, yeah and i, I think it almost add, comes off more professional sorry Nash. sorry i was just also going to add um actually on the brand account you probably shouldn't follow publius because you guys don't want to be the leaders <laughs> um and so like for example the olympus dow account doesn't follow zeus so that makes sense. They only follow one other account, and that's the Olympus Bonds account, and that makes complete sense. So, brand yeah. account can just be that um, that solidity dev. Or maybe even maybe even maybe even the brand account could follow like the the bot account itself. Um, but even on the solidity dev side, I mean that's just something to keep top of mind long term, Publius, because um, you know Nick is gonna he's like one of the few I think that is very non-anonymous um, so just keep that in mind in terms of long term like if once traffic starts to grow and you know requests start going out to Nick and stuff like that um, just what the impact could be but it could just be that the other account that, that the protocol or that the Beanstalk Farm accounts follows is like the daily update or the, the hourly update that we're talking about with the bot And without getting into too more detail, too much more details, Nasdaq could uh, Publius just kind of keep you on call and ask you questions as they set up their Twitter account, um, so that we can take most of yeah, this offline. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I sent oh, them at the end too. So okay, perfect. All right, well that that's, that'll be very helpful. Uh, well, this is exciting, guys. Is sorry. Go ahead. 
Now, I was saying one last thing maybe to add as well, I think, since we've recorded all the previous AMA's sessions, is that we can take these questions and make them into a thread or, or thread formats, and then it could be something to keep posting, because these questions will probably be, you know, the questions that come into people's mind uh, when they're introduced uh, or they find out uh, the account. Yeah, that, that's a great idea. I mean, along those lines, maybe just as a V1 before we can get, like, anime, just having someone go through all of the recordings of us and sort of cutting the Q&A just by questions. And then you can have, like, on on the Beanstalk Git book, for example, like, the written-out question, and then people can play the audio. That here, sounds great. And we could also put those. We were talking about a YouTube channel, too. Um, Nasjak and I were talking about YouTube channels. So that could be really good. Here's here's a stupid question. Um, why don't we make why aren't the why aren't the AMAs on Twitter Spaces versus Discord, where it's um, harder to find for outside? Thought about that, and I think it'd be so great if Publius is on there. I think it'd be so much. So better. I think the only problem is I'm not sure that our Twitter Spaces. Um, we might have to just do a test run, and if that works, then we do it. Uh, there is actually Pumas, yeah, we this found is a hilarious thing that happened. <laughs> JWW, can you tell the story? Sorry, Dublin, I was just thinking of when it happened. Actually, yeah. So Twitter Spaces does have a mod, Publius. Um, you definitely need yeah, to. But test we can't it. use like the Twitter modifier because they can just modify very easily. Ah. Okay, so we had a funny situation where um, we so. Hype Bay was on, but for then all of a sudden we heard your voice, Publius, and we're like, "Wait, how is Publius here?" But it turns out she just used one of their voice mods, and she couldn't she couldn't figure out how to turn it off, and it was hilarious. And we're all like, "Oh my god, is Hype Bay Publius?" <laughs> it was this hilarious situation. But yeah, anyway, you probably have to route your mod. I'm not sure. We have to figure that out. Personally, I think I think having the AMAs on the Discord is fine because it's like community members that want to learn um like Publius, you guys can just like tweet and being like hey we're going ama like join the discord um and that kind of like gets the people that you want to get on the amas i think um one of the beneficial things so i was talking about youtube is just like spotify doesn't have an algorithm to promote anything really um but like the amas are great and like if people stumble across them on youtube they might listen and then it gets watch time and then it grows um, so I was talking to Austin, but now Austin is not doing this. So whoever's the new person doing this, um, should probably just like repost the screen recording or, or video of the AMAs that go on in the discord as well onto YouTube. And then if you have like good, uh, hashtags and stuff, uh, I don't know. I think, I think that'll help it grow. To bean or not to bean. That's, that's you. So. Yeah, cool. Always happy to answer any YouTube questions or any social media stuff. All right, guys. Well, uh, we're coming coming up on the hour fifteen. Mark, I think this was pretty successful. Um, 
Yeah, if there are any last thoughts, I'll let someone else close out or I can pass it over to Publius. I think this was, um, I think this was, this is great. Yeah, thank you everyone for coming. Uh, there's a lot going on. So everyone, you know, this is all hands on deck and however you want to contribute, I think there's probably a role to, to, to have you contribute. So, uh, just want to reiterate this is an open community and, uh, we're trying to just attract the best people here to help Beanstalk make Beanstalk, uh, the most successful that it can be and very exciting what the next couple of weeks look like. So thank you everyone for your thoughts and opinions and ideas and, uh, look forward to chatting again soon. Okay. Have a good night, everyone. Talk soon. See ya.